Well, radio drama is making a real comeback. Aside from the popularity of podcasts, there are new initiatives like the audio series from Wahine Māori and Wahine Pacifica Writers Collective Marangamai. The five radio plays were written as part of the Breaking Ground Playwrights Festival during the 2020 lockdowns. They're about to air here on RNZ National, as well as streaming on the digital platform Moana Nui. We love the project, so we invited Miria George, who worked with the five writers on their scripts, and one of those writers, Stevie Greeks, to come and talk about the series. First, Miria explains why she believes that radio drama is getting a new lease on life in Aotearoa. You know, radio drama is where I began my career as a paid scriptwriter. And it would have been about 20 years ago, um, I was a part of a group of writers based in Te Whanganui Atara called Writer's Block. And because uh, the man who helmed that group, the person who helmed that group, Pune Koka, was also a drama producer at Radio New Zealand, a lot of us were given opportunities in writing Māori and Pacifica stories for the radio. And radio is such an incredible place to learn, to really paint, image and tell stories. It's cinema for your ears. And you can't cheat with the image. You have to be um, very deliberate with your use of words. And it was really the greatest place for me to learn script writing. We never forgot that experience. I certainly didn't. And so... In 2017, when Marangamai was first formed, it was a group of Wahine Māori, Wahine Pacifica, writing for the stage. And because of the impact of COVID a few years later, the first pivot, yep, that word, that first pivot was to um, radio drama. And it's been a real treasure. Do you see also a synergy between the oral traditions of Māori and Pacifica to the radio format? Yes, absolutely. I think it's. I think there's an ease, of course, for many of our writers who are moving into this form. Uh, you'll hear from one of the writers as part of the Marangamai audio drama series, Tina McNicholas, where she's really drawing on on stories of her mother and it is storytelling and it's something many of us grow up with and yeah I do think there's an ease in the way that we can transition into a form like radio. Steve I'll bring you in here what had been your interaction with radio drama before becoming part of Breaking Ground? Zero. For me, it was brand new, but it has definitely introduced me to a whole new medium, and I still listen in and enjoy radio drama, audio dramas, through podcasts and on the radio. So when you started to think about the story you wanted to tell as part of this, what was your approach to it? I mean, first of all, what is the story you're telling? Then we might look at the technical (laughs) aspects of it, because you had some fun with that. The story I wanted to tell was... A ghost story. I like to write from a wahine perspective and I like to focus on wahine characters and their experience. But a lot of the groundwork I did was actually just listening to a lot of audio dramas and reading some scripts of this style. It was a completely new format to me. And yeah, we were guided by media and ahi just to kind of like flesh out that foundation before we really got into the writing. 
my history in writing, I did a Masters of Creative Writing at Massey University um, with a focus on autobiographical writing and kind of creative non-fiction. Throughout that whole experience, I was always told that my strength was in my dialogue. So, yeah, um, and then I started working in a theatre and it kind of became a natural progression to try script writing. And then I was invited to Maranga Mai, um, and my first year we ended up writing a radio play, so I still haven't written a full <laughs> stage play yet. yet. It's coming. But, yeah, so this is kind of my first written and performed and final piece, yeah. And it's a ghost story. No spoiler alerts. No you know, we're playing your play in, in uh, a week or so. But what is the, the guts of the story? So the focal character, Ruby, is returning to her hometown after the death of her estranged mother. So, yeah, it's a bit of a ghost story, a kind of going home and a healing journey of some kind. Yeah. Maria, when you were talking with Stevie and the other writers and the script started coming in, what struck you about the stories that they wanted to tell in this format, which, as Stevie said, for some of them would be almost alien? <laughs> Absolutely. I think um, one of the most striking things for me was how fantastical some of the writing became, some of the ideas were. Uh, Sandra Tism has written a beautiful radio drama which is the characters are furniture. Tina McNicholas is telling the story of her mother, so it's um, very much a biography. Once the writers understood that in an audio-radio context, you really can be anywhere at any time, and of course that's the same case for theatre and live performance too, but literally we're taken under the sea with Te Herenui Kōtika's play to racing down the motorway with uh, Shirley Kahui's just the the energetic use of location and space and the environment was so exciting because that's the real adventure of the radio space, of the drama space. That's something I remember about it 20 years ago when I was writing for Radio New Zealand. And it's so limitless. And the impact on budget in regards to, or comparatively to film, is much, much different. And I think the imagination can really run free in this space. And you can trust your listeners to fill in the gaps, to create their own imagery and faces, and which is one of the things I really love about it. It's not all there for you on the screen or on the stage. Yes. The listener has to be engaged and active. Yes. Stevie, tell me about um, working with sound and your Foley effects. Just before we came <laughs> to where you were telling me about your Foley and I was rather taken with it. Um, so I did help out with some Foley in some of the other plays. Um, you know, I was running past microphones, throwing myself against walls, kind of <laughs> screaming in the corner. Um, I'm definitely not a voice actor, but, you know, it was it was really fun to get in there and just kind of try and be helpful and make sounds so that they feel more organic to the story. Because you can source these things, but, you know, I think it was really important to our sound producer, Kanan, to really have some kind of authentic, in-the-moment Foley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything is available digitally, but I agree yeah. with you. And we, we have um, next door in the drama studio a door 
with a lock, you know, that you can open and shut and slam. It's a really simple thing, but yeah. it can be used in a million ways. I mean, this this engagement with the sound production, Maria, was that also part of your hope for this, that your your writers would also learn about the magic of of creating yes. radio dramas and the sound of it? Yeah, we were, wherever possible, the writers were... You know, the production team were really open to them being in the space. When Stevie says helping out, she was actually assistant directing. She has um, a co-directing credit along with Tani Rolf on the series for one specific episode as well. So it's new experiences. And we know with the creative industries, you know, the more tools you have on your belt, the more sustainable a career it can be for you. So that's definitely part of the the purpose of of why we wanted to create this this series. Tell you what, your cast is amazing. When you have cast like Tania Heke and Tina Cook <laughs> and Irana Daniels in there, and that's just a handful of them. Um, what was their I mean, what was your cast response, Stevie, to your play? It was actually really bizarre to watch because I've never watched a uh, you know actual actors performing my words. But watching it, it was just really interesting to see their reactions as they're kind of work, reading through and working their way through and understanding the story. Um, and man, the emotion that they could bring into some of those rooms because my piece is about death and healing and family and it's just incredible to watch performers kind of bring that to life in those spaces. And they're um, not helped by costume and, you know, lighting and everything. It's, it's as we are now, yeah. headphones and a microphone. It's extraordinary, isn't it? There was an incredible moment where Edna Daniels walked into the room, was smiling, joking, laughing. We hit rolling and just sobbing, incredible, like brought me to tears just watching her perform. And I was like, whew, this is, yeah, it's, it's powerful. Oh, moving me, actually. <laughs> and you must have had those those moments, too. I mean, what I'm hoping to hear from you is that this might be the first of, of many. It's such an imaginative space, audio drama. And to be honest, the more people that have been hearing about Maranga Mai and this specific series... Um, I've spoken to so many young ones from the theatre space as well as from the film space who it feels like a renewed hunger for telling stories in the radio audio space, which which is exciting. And, and maybe we'll see a greater diversity of storytelling in this space and maybe RNZ will want us to do a season two. <laughs> oh, I would love that. I mean, and, and we're very privileged to actually to be playing these um, on Standing Room Only over the next three weeks. Um, but how else can people reach them? I think they're going to be available for streaming also. So you're wanting to make these accessible, right? Yes, so these are streaming from Wananui, which is a digital theatre which was established by uh, Kiamo Festival last year, 2021. So you can access it from anywhere in the world at mwananui-kiamofestival.org. And it's very much a, um, I guess you'd say a subscriber space. So you create a profile, log in, uh, there's ticketed work, there's free work in there, but the Marangamai audio drama series is in there as well. Maria George and Stevie Griggs from the Marangamai Collective. And we'll hear Stevie's playing next week.